Oh, T.O. was popping. We're back on the podcast. We got a special guest in the house, but first, we got a whole bunch of stuff going on that you guys need to know about. We got the new merch drop. Shout out to Patty. It's looking fire. Right now, across from me, we had a little get-together here at Emerald City Athletics last night. Shout out to ECA. Patty came through. We had a little pop-up shop, and everybody is all OTL'd out right now. It's looking fire. But go check us out. OffTheLeashLifestyle.com for all the new merch. OTL10 is our new discount code for VersaClimber, as well as through Transfuse. Uh, so you guys know all the discount codes from all of the other episodes, but I'll go over them again at the end. But friends, we got a special guest in the house. My man, D1 athlete, aspiring bodybuilder, semi-professional chef, one of four kids, stupid tatted, pretty boy extraordinaire. We have the one and only Teak Edwards. Welcome to the show, my friend. I appreciate you. Appreciate you. Make sure you speak up on the mic over there. Oh, how about that? That's so much better. Better. OTL podcast. Teak Edwards, welcome. How's it going? How's it going? What's Gucci? Shit, whole lot of nothing. <sighs> Sounds pretty exciting. That's exactly <laughs> why I brought you on this podcast. Always got something special to say. Always. Well, thank you for being here last night. We had a little pop-up party here at ECA, and uh, you're always here handing out the goods. Something like that. Yeah, always. A little it's ambassador a for uh, Total Nutrition. Indeed. Always handing out the goodies. If you haven't gone over there, you should. Uh, if you mention my name, you get a little discount. Indeed, you mm-hmm. will. We do like discount codes. So <laughs> let them know. Jeremy, it's on 99, Highway 99 in Linwood. Head on up there. But, Teak, welcome to the show. Thank you for having What's me. What's going on? What are you diving into these days? Doing a whole lot of, you know, lifting, sleeping, eating, um, working, staying, uh, like staying out the way. So. Also, one thing that I forgot about Teak Edwards, juvenile. What's the next word out of that? Rehabilitation. Rehabilitation. <laughs> Extraordinaire. How did you get into that? So when I went to college, um, so I actually went to a, a smaller school out in like Iowa. It's called Briarcliff. Um, so over there, I graduated with my criminology, uh, criminal justice and psychology degree. That sounds action-packed. I appreciate you. So yeah, did like did all that for like four years, studied, you know, long, long nights, early mornings. What was the original vision for that degree? My original vision was going to be to be either a police officer, a uh, firefighter, or to be in, like, the FBI. Huh. And then I kind of ventured off a little bit. What made you venture off? That's a really great question. Um, I ventured off because I felt like during the time when, like, I graduated college, um, the stigma around, like, the police force and, you know, wasn't the best. You know, <laughs> I, definitely, I definitely wanted to, you know... Um, make a change and like help out any like department at like that time but then also felt like you know I could make a better impact you know helping out you know young thriving young, young like young young men one on one on one um and just chose chose that and felt like I could better impact like my community community that way how do you feel about that choice now Feel great, um, you know, moving up like the ranks, uh, or I guess staffing in like a way. Um, as first came in as like a assistant, uh, became a a counselor, um, and hopefully I can move up more and more. I'm sure that's rewarding. Definitely, more. Some days are I'm sure mostly draining. Uh, oh yeah, but I'm sure the the good days make those ones all the way worth it. So indeed, 
I mean, I, I growing up, I wanted to be in the FBI. I wanted to be in the behavior analysis yeah. unit because uh, I'm just intrigued by why people do what they do and yeah. why they think the way that they think. And mm-hmm. uh, so obviously that's a slightly different than when you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But um, do you think you're going to be in that long term? Do you like the juvenile side? Ooh, I, I do think I'll be in there for like a long time. Um, I love the work like that we do. I love the facility. Uh, uh, I love the kids or young, young like the young men. Uh, they're they're great. Um, I think I could be there for, for like a while. What's the What's the hardest thing that is is hard to overcome? Like help kids overcome. Ooh, um, I think like their traumas. Um, I think with like anybody trying to grow and be like their better selves, um, we tend to hold on to like our past. And sometimes with some of my youth, they tend to let their past be like their, be like their present and like their future. Mm. Um, so sometimes it's hard to get them out of like that hole. And, you know, I try to help them realize like you guys are great and don't let like your circumstance continue to be a yielder. You know, you guys can be, more than what you were told, you know, like some years ago. Hmm. I mean, how how much does your work cause you to like constantly be in like the lab learning? I think daily. Um, you know, we get different um, young men and kids through throughout like the whole year. You know, everyone's in and out. Some guys their sentencing's done in like a month. Some are done in like two years, three years, maybe even five. Um, but constantly we have a different type of, you know, young adult coming in needing different kinds of coaching needs, skills and whatnot. So we can't be stagnant in our growth and we need to be constantly learning, asking questions and moving with, um, what's going on. Hmm. Yeah. It's, I'm sure there's uh it's like, you don't know what you don't know until yeah. you like run into that, that problem or situation i always try to say like puzzles over problems i like that um but there's a uh have you heard of the book it takes what it takes i'm not who's that by? So it's trevor moad he's a mindset coach he's russell wilson's mindset coach unfortunately oh, okay. he passed away uh, a couple years ago but his dad was actually one of the first ever sports psychologists in major major league sports oh no okay um but for me, I'm like an eternal optimist, uh-huh. uh, and I'm, I always say on the show I'm surrounded by pessimists and realists. So okay. it's like we need each other, yeah, and definitely. somewhere in the tr- somewhere in the middle is like balance and truth. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of like what you're saying with with trauma, uh, I think the most balancing that I found in that book is called neutral thinking, where it's not that bad things didn't happen, which is like optimists get accused of like just pretending that there's no problems and you're oh. like well if you just ignore it it's like it's not there it's like doesn't yeah, exist yeah. and then pessimist is like there's always a problem like no matter what it's always going to be negative down the road yeah, so yeah. and so neutral thinking is like not ignoring it, what that something happened in the past was bad mm-hmm. um but you're just not going to give it power over what comes next mm-hmm. um and so it's like our ability it's it's not necessarily our ability to carry the weight that the things that we went through, but it's yeah. how do we, how do we learn our lessons and then we turn around and make adjustments. So it's like, like our phrase is like, don't panic pivot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it's like, how fast can we introduce people into a different, a possible different reality than the one that they've been thinking about or the one that they've been envisioning um, yeah. for so long. Uh, and I think it takes a, a crazy skill set, which I respect about you because I, I mean, obviously I haven't, 
taking a day in your shoes, but I know how much patience you have to have. Um, because it's, I'm sure there's a plenty of emotion involved. Um, and you know, the, you know, I think one of the things that I've learned is that, you know, when you're dealing with brokenness and when you're dealing Mm -hmm. with pain, um, like when you turn, when you respond to emotion with emotion, you turn yourself from the authority to the peer, mm-hmm. um, just with more power, you Indeed. know? Um, but the ability to like see beyond that person's moment and be like, this is what they're feeling now, but this is like where we need to get them to go. Yeah. Uh, do you think that like your ability to like create vision and help pull people there has like gotten better since you started? Oh, um, another great question. I think throughout like my year and a half there, I think going on like two years now, um, I've evolved a lot. You know, I, I used to call myself a bit of like an introvert, right? Then I feel like I became more of like an extrovert. Um, so now like I'm finding myself coaching, talking more, trying to figure out what everybody needs so that I can best find out how I can evolve with you. Mm. You know, um, sometimes like in like my line of work, some of us are, you know, we we tend to like not, or we may not be able to wear all like the hats like that we tend to you know get get thrown at us you know? for sure sometimes like we have to be you know a counselor sometimes we just need to be like open open book or like an open you know um ear for like some some guys um and sometimes not being able to balance that's hard for some of us um i think with like my first year i found it kind of hard at first because i came in with like a big kind of wall because that's how I always was when I was, like, younger. But then it's, like, if I'm trying to help these guys to be better than, like, their past, who am I to try to help them coach on, like, that? And I'm not doing it, you know, either. Mm. That's interesting. I mean, so I'm asking, like, a vulnerable question. So oh, yeah. obviously everything that you just listed when you said you were going for criminology, yeah, yeah, yeah. police, fire, you know, criminal justice, FBI, you name it. Yeah, it yeah. all has to do with justice. Yeah, yeah. Which, like, stems from, like, wanting to make wrong things right. Indeed. So, like, what what growing up, like, what molded, like, that heart for justice in you? Was it, like, an injustice, or did you always just kind of have, like, a Superman complex where you're like, <laughs> what, what's wrong in the world and uh-huh. we need to make it right? Maybe you always just, like, had an innate idea of what is right. Yeah. <coughs> Ooh. Asking really deep questions. Um, <laughs> another, I, I think, like, it's a bit of both, honestly. Like, when I was younger, you know, I didn't have, like, the best upbringing. Um, don't get me wrong. I had some loving, um, nurturing people around me. Um, but my story was different than, you know, others. Um, I was taken away at, like, a young age by, like, my birth mother. Um, was, you know, traveled all around, like, the U.S., um, spent time in, you know, Michigan, spent time in, like, Oregon, was out in Georgia for, you know, almost like a decade, um, didn't see my family up, up here in West Seattle for, um, like, a whole calendar year, didn't see my dad for a whole year, you know, granny, list goes on, um, so, like, that was, like, the start of, like, my life, um, and, like, as I've grown older, you know, my dad's, um, being able to tell me about, like, the whole process and, like, whatnot, you know, coaching me, you know, um, in a, in a way, like hearing about like how the, the justice system is revolving around, you know, African-American males when it comes to, you know, children and, you know, 
that kind of stuff. I always felt like there was like an injustice in like a way. Um, and then, you know, we fast forward to like 2016, 2020, you know, so on and so forth. And then even like now, you still see these power trips of, you know, cops or um, anyone in like the justice systems, you know. I'm not trying to say like everyone in there is corrupt or like wrong or bad. I think like there's a fat or a, a bad few apples that um, could have been in a way interviewed or processed better to where like they weren't around. Mm. So when I was first, you know, doing like the whole, you know, juvenile um, work or I mean, prior to, to that, just doing like the, like my criminal justice and psychology and, you know, I wanted to be a cop so like I could change like that stigma. Mm. Um, but then like in like the back of my head, I was always like, I always wanted to just focus on like helping out juveniles anyways in like my community. So I was like, you know, how can I better, impact that so just divvy it off a little bit hmm. yeah uh, yeah i think that's it's powerful um yeah. there's a there's a really good book um called never split the difference I like by that. chris voss he okay. was an international hostage negotiator um, but there's so much in that book about humanization yeah, yeah. Um, and the power of of empathy and he started as a street cop um, mm. i believe it was in in new york city Oh, okay. And then um, he just, it was just in a time when, you know, everyone in the town knew the cops. Like, yeah. they drove downtown and was like, hey, Billy, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah. He's, and so, you know, he started sitting down with like the worst gangbangers and, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and all of a sudden crime just started to, to disappear because there was relationship involved. Exactly. And I think that, you know, when it comes to the justice, I'm, I'm like, I've seen every justice show you can possibly think of probably every season two times through like you name it csi law and order criminal minds like you forget i i just i love it because i'm so intrigued by people um but i think that sometimes when things go awry and in in a cruel way it's because the humanity has been taken out of it yeah yeah. Um, because you get so far removed from people um that you kind of forget the, the daily lives um, and experiences of someone that's outside of like your frame of reference. Yeah. Um, and I, and I honestly think that like the change that you made is um, it's a powerful one because instead of being like preemptive, it's there's a lot more reconciliation and redemption yeah, in it. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, can, you know, um, I, don't know I, I think it can go two ways. One, one way is like, uh, there's a guy who used to, I remember he used to come here. He was in the military. He moved away, but he had a, a tattoo that said it is finished. Uh, mm. like what Jesus said on the cross. Um, and to him, it meant like, this is the power of what one man can do. Mm. Um, and that really stood out to me. Like when That's he said deep. it like that, yeah. um, because there is power in that, like, the people who, and another, I'm a huge quote guy. Another one, yeah, I, yeah. a quote that I love is from Steve Jobs. Like, the people oh. are crazy and think that they can change the world, the ones who actually do. Oof. And it's like going in there with that mindset, uh-huh. it's like, I believe that a lot of people go in with that mindset. Like, yeah. oh, I'm going to change the world. I'm going to be the good guy. And it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you get caught up in a system and, and like, it really gets harder to, it's hard to be larger than the system, you know? So, and, and I'm sure there's a lot of people who want to make changes, but it's yeah. just, you're you're fighting a, more than uphill battle. Yeah. But I think that there's, I think it's a harder battle. Um, 
and I think I think you chose the one that was right for you because Indeed. you have the patience, you have yeah. the heart, like yeah. you have an, an understanding. Yeah. But also, it's like not just it's not just a frustrating life for you where you're just constantly like seeing injustices happen, but you get to be the one who's like reintroducing people to what they can be. Yeah. Um, and I know for myself, that's what I've always desired to be is just a reflection of what's possible. Like when people come around me, I just want them to have a reflection of like yeah. what's available to them, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that that's, I think there's a not enough of that um, yeah. in in the justice system. I mean, yeah. I, it's an impossible job. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's made more impossible when there are, you know, that term get bad apple gets thrown around. Indeed. Um, it, it gets made more difficult that way, not less, for the good ones. Exactly. Um, and and so I I think that uh, yeah, I don't have I don't have all the answers for that. I mean, it's such a such a large and polarizing issue. Um, but I think that there is something to be said about the people who are willing to try. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so you know, kudos to you for putting that work in. Um, Thank you. And I think uh, one of the things we talked about, I got this idea from a guy named John File. Shout out to John. Yeah. Um, but just this phrase that you'll probably understand, flexible to the route. Oh, that's that's spot on. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, that's spot on. Because it's like you got you got a, an idea. It's like God doesn't have a plan for your life. He has a purpose. Yeah. You know, and, and so it's there's a million ways to get there. I don't need you to go, like, directly straight. It's, it's never going to be, like, a linear path. Oh, indeed. Um, so can you can you talk a little bit about like your route, yeah, um, and you know maybe some of the things that you didn't expect along the way that came up that you know maybe they were really good, maybe they were like your rock bottom moments that yeah. maybe help you realize who you really are, what you really care about, or two just like maybe life altering moments that adjusted your um, trajectory. Ooh, I think I've. My life's been pretty complex, so I think I like I've uh, asked like for like variety of like all of that, but I'll try to, you know, narrow it down like a little bit. Um, I think, you know, losing like both of my grandmas was one of the most like tragic things in like my life, um, especially losing them both like six months apart. That was really hard for me, hard for my family. Um, Another one I think that changed my tra- tra- trajectory, excuse me, of like my life was being adopted. Um, like my stepmom, well, she's she's my mom now. Um, took me in. She she treated me like, you know, I was I was hers. You know, since like day one. You know, when she walked in through like the door at like Granny's house when I was like eight. You know, never felt like a step anything to to her. Um, I would say going like to school. You know, unfortunately, I didn't go. Go D one actually, Jeremy. It was a small NEI school out in like Iowa. But Look at okay. the honesty from the <laughs> it's man. Okay. It's, it's okay. It's been burning him since I said it. Yeah, I was. I was like, no, <laughs> no, no. It's okay though. People are like, I looked him up. He's not D one. <laughs> there we go. It's all right. He's a fraud. <laughs> um, I would say yeah. Going going like to school, graduating um, was like the first like my family um, to graduate. Hell yeah! Congrats. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. It was like the first to graduate from like a a four year college. Um. He had D one talent though, you know what I mean? Indeed, you know. Unfortunately, I'm I'm only five foot ten, so <laughs> you hate to see it. I hate to see it. Um, uh, I would say 
you know, my circumstances that happened when, when I was, when I was three, um, was assaulted. Um, that changed like my whole life then. Um, Oh, I would say like another part was like forgiving like my birth uh, mother thing for some years. Like I hated her, you know, and that sounds like a really bad and strong phrase or like word, however you want to understand it or like take it in. But well, and I just felt like holding on to like that hate for so long was pointless. Mm. Um, And then I think once like actually forgave her and, you know, loved her for what she's done and who she is and who she's becoming um i tend i like i kind of found myself to start to blossom like a way it's like why hold on to some hate and animosity for nothing mm. um when you know she probably thought she was doing like the best you know she had me young um and she was doing like the best like she could at, at, like at like that moment um and, you know i'm just grateful now that she's becoming a, a better mother to my youngest brother, um, she's becoming a, a great woman. She's thriving and she's doing the best that she can and, you know, wants to be a part of like my life. Um, and she's, you know, trying to be there for me, which I've always wanted. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, do you, do you know the, um, story of Demarius Thomas? Dude, uh, bits and pieces of it, but I've never like actually sat down and like, he has a crazy 30 for, th- I went on like a crazy rampage for 30 for 30s. Yeah. But he, uh, when he was young, his grandma, um, she ran a crazy drug ring. She was like the matriarchy, like yeah. drug lord. Yeah, yeah. And his mom used to run drugs yeah. as well. And so when he was like three years old, <clears throat> three or four, his mom got caught up with the police and they mm-hmm. were interrogating her and they're like, all right, you got two options. Either you yeah. can give up your mother uh-huh. uh, or you're going to jail for 40 years. Mm. And she refused to give up her mom. And so she went to jail. So mm-hmm. Demarius grew up on like his friends' couches and just bounced around uh, from home to home. Yeah. And the first time that uh, she ever saw him mm-hmm. um, in person, oh no, the first time she ever saw him was in the Super Bowl yeah. when they played the Seahawks. Yeah. Because uh, she hadn't obviously can't see him on any of the thing, but yeah. she had access to watch the Super Bowl and and she, yeah. like years after that they got to meet and stuff. But it was forty years later. I mean, just an it's just an insane story. But um, wow, it's just like stories like that. I mean, mm-hmm. how many professional athletes have a story like that though? Which yeah, there, I mean, there's an insane like study around trauma, childhood trauma, yeah. and adulthood achievement. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you, what do you, what comes to mind when I say the word ownership? Ownership. I think literally the first thing that came to mind was my mind um i think like once you can really have ownership of like your mind which is a pretty powerful you know um thing the most powerful thing most powerful thing literally once you like have ownership of like that i think the sky's the limit for you Mm. yeah yes i think that one of my one of my biggest pet peeves is one-sided ownership oh yeah Yeah, it's like when and because i think like you were talking about you know, years of, of feelings towards your mom, which like granted probably was righteously like deserved, uh, in some rights for sure. Um, and you know, there's, uh, 
I mean, forgiveness is, is a crazy thing. It's it like is. they say, like, unforgiveness is drinking poison, expecting the other person to die. I like that. Uh, but it's like that's exactly what it is. And yeah. it's like you, not until you relinquish it. It's like when you look, when you want to know who has power in your life, who do you blame? Ooh. You know, it's so it's, yeah. and so it's like one when, when you come to the ownership and like your situations and you realize that you only have power of your own life when you take ownership of your own situation. But like Ooh, when everyone yeah. has more power than you, yeah, 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 it's like it's it starts with your language. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and there's so much you can learn from just listening to somebody talk, like whether yeah. it's, you know, uh, like powerless language. Yeah. Is stemmed out of like, I'll try, yeah, maybe, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. or, you know, I have to, where everyone around you has more power than you and, yeah. you know, you, it's just sucking you dry. Yeah. Um, but I think there's something, there's something powerful when, in every situation, even, mm-hmm. even when you are the victim of something. Yeah, yeah. It's, you only have power when you, when you take responsibility of whatever your actions are. Indeed. You know, like. Why was I there? What was happening? What was mm. I thinking? You know, it's yeah, yeah. and obviously there's freak things. Like, I get this, people. I yeah. understand stuff happens. <laughs> Indeed, right? it's not always everybody's fault. Exactly. Um, but I think that um, there's so much power. Like, even if you, we judge other people by their actions and ourselves by our intentions, Oof. and. I think one of the most humbling things is that even with the best of intentions, our actions could still cause problems for others, you know, could still hurt others. And so the ability to be like, you know, these are my intentions. Obviously that had an effect on you. So let me adjust the way that I'm acting regardless of my intentions. Um, Versus like the people, when people are just like, that's just the way that I am. You're just going to have to deal with it. You know, it's like, if you can't handle me at my best, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's like, well, I don't want you at your worst either or your yeah, best if that's I'm what good. the best is. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good right there. But, you know, how much in your job, you know, with, with you know, rehabilitation, yeah. do you deal with ownership and trying to help kids understand, like, their their actions? Yeah. They have power over their own actions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so with, with, like, my line of work, uh, we do this thing called DBT. Um, so basically with like that, just teaching guys skills to help them better understand like their emotions and what's going on, um, which I wish I had. What does that stand for? Oh my God. I'm uh, hopefully no one, t- uh, tapped into <laughs> this. I'm, I'd be fired immediately. I just call it DB and DBT. Um, hey, Jamie, Jamie, pull up DBT. Hold on. Wait. I think it's de- <laughs> de- develop developmental behavioral therapy. Woo! There we go. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Um, so with like that just teaching guys skills to best help them like understand how I said and to emotionally regulate. Right. In a way, like it's kind of like, like therapy too. So like, well, it is therapy, but like, so like I have like my own therapist too. And the way like we have like our sessions, it's kind of like I'm in my own class for like DBT in like a way it's, mm. it's crazy. Um, but yeah, so like just teaching like the guys like how to emotionally reg- uh, regulate, um, to change like, like their temperatures, you know, like taking like a cold shower when like they're really angry about something. Um, that yeah, change it real quick. Really quick, right? <laughs> um, we do this thing called like testing, so kind of like, like the reality testing, right? So it's like on like a scale of like one to like ten, you know, how how big is this really affecting you? Mm. what's affecting you you know just labeling out like like that um the list go goes on but 
that's like one of our be- our biggest tools. I love it. Who are some of your personal greatest influences? Damn, I'm gonna. Oof. my dad, um, my mom, my grandparents, um, my close friends, and like the list could honestly go go on. Honestly, why? Why? Yeah. Wh- why do you think I those people are the greatest influences? I think a lot of us are just nurturers, protectors, thrive on um, integrity, honesty. Um, just are go-getters straight out. Like, just about it. Hmm. All right, I'm going to ask you a question that you might not have an answer to, and that's okay. Okay. So I like to talk about things, I think called living legacy. Okay. So, like, sometimes your legacy is, like, what you leave behind when you're dead. Mm-hmm. So I I like to believe that – you never have the impact that you were created to have mm-hmm. unless you're going out every day knowing mm-hmm. that the impact that you leave. Yeah. So your living legacy, yeah. when Teak Edwards walks into the room, what are three things that walk in with him and leave when he leaves the room? I think a, a bright smile walks in immediately. Um, think charming and then outgoing. Um, as like I I walk in like the door, I think as like I leave, um, there's still gonna be a positive energy. Um, so you leave people with positive energy? Yeah, I, I think so. Like I think I'm, I've became a whole lot better at communicating, um, being able to like articulate and have like a great in depth conversation mm. and talk. Um, then also just like checking in with people. Like I find myself to be more nurturing like helping people feel known yeah like like to feel known um i like that actually yeah um just like i said checking in um i was like i leave yeah i think everyone feels just in a way like a nice like feels calm soothed Mm. just more up like uplifted I i was gonna say i feel like from the interactions that I've had with you, yeah. you're one of those people who kind of has a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A uh, There's like people you run into when you get around them, and yeah. it's like, because they're there, everything's going to be all right. Yeah, yeah. Like, whether it's like someone needs to get cheered up, or yeah, yeah, somebody yeah. needs to catch these hands, <laughs> like, it's like if Teagle know what to do. Indeed. I'm very, I'm very versatile. I'll let you know that. I, I believe that. <laughs> I believe that. What is what is one limiting belief that you're working on overcoming? Limiting belief. Ooh. <clears throat> I think one belief I'm trying to overcome is that, oh, my God. I would say just like the communicate what's going on like i think for so long um you know how i said when i was three like like what happened there um i think it carried over to where like i didn't talk about anything because it was like if like my birth mother didn't believe me you know why the hell would you know such and such or why would jeremy believe me why would she believe me why would dad believe like i just didn't talk about anything 
Mm. You know, so like now, I think I'm learning, and you know, also my therapist is just like pulling back the layers, find out that like it's okay to talk, just understand who like you're talking with. Mm. If you feel like that person that you're talking about, like what's happening or like your feelings about with isn't a comforting, nurturing person, why are why is he or she around it anyways? Then so then just basically find the best people to talk about that with. Mm, that's good. Yeah. I was said, uh, um, I work in, uh, DJing weddings and stuff. There's yeah. a, this last family that I did a wedding for. Uh-huh. It was kind of dope. Like one of the uncles got up in front of everybody uh-huh. and was like, I just, you know, it's our family rule that if they don't add value, they're not around. Indeed. Yeah. And I was like, say that and then, like everybody was like yep that's yeah. what we th- i was like that's such a dope family value yeah, yeah where it's like the pride is in that yeah yeah you know it's like something you have to fight for later down the line all right yeah. we're gonna do rapid fire questions okay <clears throat> first one favorite athlete oh aaron donald oh i just saw this old school and new school like football uh face off uh-huh. uh and it was aaron donald it was it was uh, on the one yard line, uh-huh. Aaron Donald versus Mike Allstott. Oh, fuck. just like a freaking wow. train wreck. Oh. It, it, all of them, all of them were really good. I like that. I think the other one was Primetime versus Tyreek. Ooh, and there was there was just a, a but they were all like, oh my god, I yeah. I don't even know. Uh, what's something of that you've listened to or read? Uh, recent content of value, book, podcast, book, podcast. Or any um, kind of content that you found value in. This is a book called Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting. Mm. That So far, like, that book's been pretty solid. I like it. Um, who would be your favorite collab dream if you're going to do a collab with somebody? Favorite collab dream? LeBron James. Swinging. Uh, <laughs> is it just me or dot, dot, dot? Fill in the blank. Is it just me or... Is it cold in here? <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely just you. Uh, if you really knew me well, you would know that I blank. If you knew me, you would know that I tend to blank. Wait, like one more time. If you really knew me, you would you would know that I. You oh, fill in the blank. Okay, that I. Ooh. That I cook a lot. I'm coming over. (laughs) Failure is what? Not an option. Success is what? Oh, my God. Success is fulfilling. Why can't people just be honest? Hmm. Um, What's your currency? Wait, what? What is your currency? Like... Like money's currency, but like energy, love, tension, respect. Like, what do you deal most in? Can I have like two options? Oh, yeah. Um, I'll go love and honesty. Mm, I like it. One of our favorites, a rant and a rave. So raving Mm. is like what you're freaking loving right now. And ranting is like, yo, I'm about to chop somebody in the throat. (laughs) (laughs) We'll go rant first. Rant. I hate like, damn, that's a really broad or big big word to use but i'll say just disrespect you know i give like the most the most up utmost respect to everyone who like i come across 
everyone has like my like my respect and, and love until like you do something wrong with it. Um, but people who just are just outright nasty or disrespectful and just I just can't do that. I feel that. What are you raving about? Ooh, think Saundering like the world, like Saunder being like, bro. That's like one of my favorite words of all time. <laughs> like, bro, Stop. Just, just being able to like, Get out of my head, <laughs> the, like understanding like how complex everyone's life is. You know, if he or she's just you know driving, walking down like the street, they're going through as much as you are. So I can't tell you how many times I've used that word on this podcast. Oh my god, <laughs> dude! I'm telling you, just being able to literally understand that, I've been r- like raving about. I I love Saunders. Saunders. I wish I could, like, one of our questions for the class some days is, uh, if you could put one belief system into everybody, that would be mine. Oh, my God. Like, just to understand that, you know, that you're not the main character in everybody's (sighs) freaking story. Anyways, moving on. Um, Who do you know that I should know? Who do I know that you should know? Dude, I'm going like, my dad. Ooh. Like, <laughs> All right, I'm coming over. We're having a cookout. I'm meeting pops. Yeah. Uh, your quality of life is in direct correlation with what? Your quality of life is in direct correlation of what? I think your routine. Mm. I like that. Um, what are your greatest factors in the way that you view people? Ooh. I think, like how we just said, Sonder, if they're able to understand that, um, I think their own routine and, in a way, discipline. Um, And then, I'll say communication. Mm. That's really good. If you could give everybody listening right now one message besides Sonder, mm. what would it be? Ooh. I would say don't let your circumstance or past be your future or your present. Mm. Um, yeah, that's my message right there. I like it. You got anything else? We're going to wrap this thing up. Shoot. Just thanks for having me. It was a pleasure coming in and, you know, talking. I'll yes, sir. Mic. Where can people find you? So on Instagram, it's O, oh, that's Teak. So O-H-T-H-T-H-S underscore Teak. Um, yeah, more so just on like Insta now, nowadays. You can find that boy in the gym, though. <laughs> Indeed. With a filmmaker walking around. The boy <laughs> Something always, like that. That boy's always bragging. making films. All right, friends, you know what it is. Another episode here, OTL Podcast, otllifestyle.com. Go check it out. There's gear, there's merch, there's programs, there's the podcast. Everything is on there. Thank you again. Like, subscribe, share. And that's the next time, my friends. Stay up, please. You know what it is, huh? We're out. <laughs>